Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. heavy this opening so uh, shoot segment oh really okay. and by the way i don't like us when we're not funny well we have to be we have to we have to bring it down whenever we're not funny i just fast forward <laughs> <laughs> like all your snappy fitness segments i'm like oh god <laughs> stop it I'm they're about... very informed you still yeah. have to inform jillian well, it's a snooze fest no it's not i much prefer to hear you talking about you know I don't know, farts and... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's entertaining. No, I think people tire of me. It's, it's, they want to hear this. This is, uh, why is this so serious, this segment? What are you going to you know, talk about? Okay, because I, uh, oh man, I just, you know, I'm a child of a divorced family. Yes. Right? And everybody, I grew up in L.A., everybody gets divorced. Everybody I know has been divorced my entire life. And I don't know that I believe in forever. I mm. want to. Um, I really do. I find it to be rare. And I don't know that it's part of human nature to sort of be with one person for the rest of your life unless you grow at the same pace in the same direction, which most people don't, right? Good point, yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of times we make – I saw an interesting parallel. Uh, with a friend of mine who is struggling in her marriage, I will very clearly remain nameless, um, who's struggling in her marriage and is not sure whether she wants the marriage to end or not yet. Okay. And there was an opportunity for infidelity that w- was able to be averted. And what I thought was interesting is that the same techniques that I've utilized to help people avoid an impulsive decision with regard to food, I used with my friend with regard to this situation. Oh, that's interesting. And I, you know, we always talk about how the same tips that you use to help transform your body are the exact same tips that you'll use 
in every other facet of your life, be it your career, your professional life, your personal life, your relationships. And it, that's what Unlimited was all about, right? That book I wrote about uh, a, a personal achievement and self-exploration and personal growth and so on. So anyway, it's not to say that this marriage should or shouldn't work. I'm not commenting on that, and that's not a decision that I would ever weigh in on. Obviously, right. that's between these two, but what I can't – or them two, her and her husband – But what I can tell you is that had she acted on this impulsive thing in the moment, I really do feel like that would have called the game. That would have been like, well, so sort of no turning back from there. Uh, And in a moment, we talk about impulsivity with food, right? In a moment, you can take a week's worth of hard work, diet and exercise and like go on this crazy two-day binge because you got spun out or even a day and just waste your entire calorie deficit for the week. Sure. You know, you've, yep. you've burned 2,000 calories over the week. You have a bad day. I mean, it's not hard to do. A pint of ice cream is 1,600 calories. It's pretty easy to dust that 2,000 calorie deficit. In a moment of impulsivity, you can do extraordinary damage, be it your relationship, uh, your career, and so on. So... One of the things that we did was I said, all right, let's look at this. These opportunities will exist down the road should the marriage not work out, right? So we took the urgency out of the situation. It wasn't like now or never, snooze you lose, take a chance. Like Opportunities to meet other people or even possibly this, uh, this person that was there at the moment would be there down the road when the time was more conducive or right. Next, think it through, right? You, you always taught, like, you taught me, like, from, from AA, think through the drink. Or I would say, well, think through the pizza. Well, think through that the, moment of infidelity. Right. Yeah. Is the grass greener on the other side? Is this really how you wanted this to end? Is this going to make the cir- circumstance better or worse? And then when we engaged in a conversation of what it was about this other guy That attracted her, it really allowed her to see things that were going wrong in her own relationship. So she was better able to verbalize those feelings to her husband. And I can't get, again, I can't get into detail because I would never want anyone to know who I was talking about. Um, But by looking at what this circumstance or situation was presenting or why it was so tantalizing for her or why it was so tempting for her, it was it, it gave her some insight into what was missing or what she was lacking or what she needed in her marriage. So she could go back and try to take a stab at resolving those issues in her marriage. Because I do think, you know, it's funny, we always think the grass is greener, and um, but we've said the grass is greener where you water it, right? Like anything new is always going to result in work down the road anyway. And I I would say take things on a case-by-case basis and don't compare them. So while that new thing might be fun and fresh and the passion's there, play it all the way out. It's going to have its problems in in a a year, two years, three years, four years. Look at your current situation and ask if there's more good than bad. Look at your current situation and ask if it's worth fighting for before you act out. And I also think that there was an acting out there. Which is very much like food. Right. You know, oh, people, for sure. people tell you, you know, do you really want to eat that? Or, you know, parents 
a significant other and there's an act, oh, yeah, you don't like it? You don't like me the way I am? Well, hold on, watch this, and you eat more. Well, I think that there's a, oh, you know, the lack of passion or you, you, you this or you that. Well, I'm going to act out and sleep with this other person. And the parallels were fascinating to me. And the removal of temptation with this other guy was also key. Because, you know, we talk about behavioral modification with food and remove the the food from the house. Like if it sits in front of you, you're going to eat it. Like get away from this circumstance. Leave the bar. Leave the restaurant. Uh, I think that's why so many affairs happen at work is because you can't you can't you're not getting away from that person for sure. And you're, and you're, there's an automatic understanding with each other about yep. yeah. Every affair I've ever seen happen has always happened in the workplace. I think that's why people go away on movie sets and have affairs because they're away from home, they're away from their family, they're in the, you know in this little group. They're with a common goal, yeah, common bond. I think I think that's why that always happens. And I would say like if if you're in that kind of circumstance, remove that temptation. Leave it. Get away from it. Take space from it. And then I, it'll I, it'll clear your thoughts and allow you to reflect. And then if that person maybe is the right person for you and your current circumstance, work it through. Make sure it's not meant to be. And then, with no strings, then go ahead and pursue it if you think it's right for you. But it's not right if that was the right relationship for you. It's not right to enter it, into it under that pretense. And it's not right to end your previous relationship under the... That pretense, even though so many of us do. So many of us do. Because we need that crutch before jumping. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, but if I could if I could pose something to Please. you. Please. There's nothing that matches the the taste of impulse. Mm. It it can never be ma- I mean, you have to admit that the time when you if you put it for food, when you just go for that piece of chocolate and you just eat it and it's just fantastic no. or if you are in no. a bar and you do have twinkle eyes with somebody and you just get it on in the bathroom for a second <laughs> whether whether you don't go full out but where you where you just start you know macking down you just like necking and it's Whoa. just like, necking you know necking that's necking it's, it's not 1955 well it? people know what i'm talking about you know, and and you you know what's wrong, necking? but but there's nothing. <laughs> Jake, do you even know what that means? Necking. Ne- necking. It's like making out really hard, right? Making out hard. You know, like it's an ah. old people term. I just read an old book the other day. Oh, you oh. know what? Oh, it is you, though. Get out! Oh, get out of the studio! Oh, I'm just saying. There's nothing that matches that because it's. I don't know if it's because it's a forbidden thing or I whatever know. it is, but imp- so, but then think about the havoc it will ex- wreck on your life. True. Wreck on your wreck on your life. Wreck. Wreck on your yeah. whatever. Think about the I damage understand. it'll do. And that's where it's like to manage that impulsivity, whether it is the pizza or the passion. Or the or the, <laughs> the bar friend. Exactly. No, I know. Stop for a second and pause. We talk about that pause, man. Pause and think it through. And I don't know, I just, having gone through this with that friend, I was like, wow, this is, this is, the parallels were fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. They really were. They were fascinating. And after having gotten her away from that situation, you know, she's able to kind of work through what she needs to work through. And it might not work out. I hope it does. It might not. But I, I guess I just feel like, Whenever you you have that impulse, right, and you just want to give in, and I think also a lot of people feel like it always comes from a place of 
lack, right? I deserve this. There's a deficit mm. thought process there of like, I haven't gotten this from my husband and I deserve it. I have been good all week and I deserve this yes. treat. Yeah. I, I've had a horrible week and I deserve the drink. Like there's a, an entitlement that comes from a deficit there. And that's where I think if you just pause for a beat, you can find ways to affirm yourself that are more nurturing and that are more positive and that, you know, you can have the chocolate, just not five bars. You know, if the relationship is not meant to be with your husband, you will have that passion again, just not while you're in a marriage. If, yeah. you know, it, it's like, I, I just think you, you have to, while I get the temptation, you've got to use those typical techniques to manage temptation of pausing, thinking it through, asking the right questions, removing the temptation as quickly as possible. And then finding a way to comfort and fulfill yourself in ways that aren't damaging. And it's not to say you don't get any of any of those things again. It's when is the right time? What is the right dose? How is the proper way to go about it? That's all. Yeah. I don't know. No, 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 no. It does make sense. All I know. I just there's just something about him. I'm I know. just saying, well, trust the me. scene with Diane Lane and Olivier Martinez in uh, that movie. I know with it Richard ended horribly. Richard right? Yeah, and it ended horribly. Both Unfaithful. Both died, didn't they? Everybody's dead. I don't know. No, no, no. Just Spoiler the, alert. Just the, oh, yeah. Oh, no, just, oh, it's old. old. Um, just, eh? just Olivier, got, uh, Richard Deere killed him. There you go. I'm just saying. There oh, you yes, go. So Murder. You, but you got to admit, that say more. scene in the hallway. Dead bodies. In the hallway and in the bathroom. Bang, bang on the wall. <laughs> bang, bang on the wall. What about there's there's nothing. I mean, look at that. I mean, I know. Anyway, I know, saying, but think know, of your I, family. I know. Look what happened to her. Think Everything. of your family, and that's where it's like. <gasps> but your family. I know. That's what's got to carry through that man. Your family. I don't know. Are we are we only talking about being faithful and unfaithful? Are we talking no. about no, 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 no. I just because I no, started thinking we're, about we're, Diane Lane. We're just talking about we're talking impulsivity. about impulsivity. And, you know, what what breeds it, how to manage it. No, anything that could be destructive. Well, why not uh, Why not pre-ration out these impulses? Like, hmm. put a small, you know, they sell those um, mini, like, dollar Ben & Jerry's or whatever they are, ice creams. Those small right. ones. Right. Plan for put it. Put that in there. Exactly. And put, like, a little thing around it so you have to unwrap it. Put, like, some saran wrap around yeah, it so that's, it, it's, it's you same, work to get to you're it. You're exactly right, though. That's behavioral control. And That's behavior modification that therapy, and it. W- I gotta wrap a miniature Ben and Jerry's in Saran wrap. Well, because it because if <laughs> Are when you kidding, when I'm gonna you go get home. It. It's in my pie hole in about. It's in my pile before I start the ignition. Can you imagine couples with a condom like frozen in a cube of ice. We gotta wait for this thing to we thaw in order to figure this out. The ice cube. Right. We're gonna have to. Julian, we're gonna have a torch. Yeah. Trying to exactly. Oh my no, god! No, Jake, I'm not disregarding you know, no, what no. you're saying. Oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I, you're right, absolutely though. right. It's it's be it's be, be behavioral cognitive therapy. Trick yourself into thinking that you're being bad when you really already kind of plan yeah, for this. Maybe. <sighs> oh, y'all. McManus is super frisky these days. <laughs> I'm not Look super frisky. I'm just bang, saying. Bang on the wall. I'm just saying that like, there is something about when you do act impulsively, whether, and I know I it's know. not right, there's something 
it just it's always better. It's a high. It, yeah, it's a high. It's yeah. a high and but 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 you're right, but the low is lower than low. Oh, the low is not worth it. Man. Exactly. You're it's absolutely like heroin, right. Not worth it. You're- not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> back in my smack shooting days. Back back when yeah. I was a crack whore. I can already I- see the headline. <laughs> Michaels admits the heroin addiction. <laughs> Some a-hole journalist looking for friggin' headline. It'll be there. Uh, yeah. I'll bring it in next time. Thanks, bud. Okay. <laughs> okay, all my future trainers. My little ambassadors of health and wellness, it's NASM time. Are you ready? The National Academy of Sports Medicine wants to help make your dreams come true. These guys are one of the best certifying organizations for fitness trainers in the business. You can earn great money in a career that you love. They guarantee that you're going to land a job within 60 days of earning your certification or they're going to give you your money back. And you can get started with a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, easy online program. It's at usatrainer.com. Very simple, usatrainer.com. So if this is a dream you've had or a passion that you've wanted to explore and go after, what are you waiting for? Go to usatrainer.com and get started today. Well, today we have Dr. Hansen on, Dr. Rick Hansen, who wrote a book called Hardwiring Happiness. Dr. Hansen, are you there? Yes, happy to be here. I got to tell you, we're happy to have you, and uh, I, I, I can't wait to walk away from this with some answers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think you will find if I actually was a patient of yours, I might be your most challenging case to date. Um, so, sir, you are a neuropsychologist. Right. Whoa! Your parents must be proud. <laughs> Holy cow! Well, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, it's like building muscles in the brain. In I was going to say, can so you tell a, me? You yeah. do that. I do that. What? What exactly? So tell me a little bit more. Like, what exactly is that? Because it, it, it sounds really smart. Yeah. No. Well, let's say you want to be happy, or you want to be determined. Right. Maybe okay. To lose weight or get fit. Um, I could probably do both. Uh, maybe I need your help. And. Or you want to feel more loved, or you want to feel more loving. How okay. do you actually get that? So what I'm into, what my book's about, is how to grow that inside your own brain. Whoa. Okay, so so wait a second. Now I'm looking at this, right, and I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, uh, I want to feel more loved. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking to the outside world thinking, well, I need someone to love me. Right. Now, I know from my own shrink having ripped on me that I know I need to love myself first, and I know all that, but the how-to of that is very challenging. So are you suggesting that you can train your brain to feel this way? Or, or, or? That's exactly right. And really? It does not, yeah, I know. It's fantastic, really. Uh, and it's not just me that's suggesting it. Tons and tons of studies show that how you use your mind repeatedly actually sculpts your brain. Again, like working out, if you just do a little thing, you get a little change in your muscle, but if you do something repetitively and skillfully, you can actually change neural structure. So for example, if you just take 10 seconds, 20 seconds at a time, 
to stay with the feeling of being loved or even milder version. Someone smiles at you, you know, you're, you're having time with a friend, your, your dog or cat is sitting in your lap, whatever. Take the extra 10 or 20 seconds to really feel that. There's a famous saying, neurons that fire together, wire together. Wow. You're just trying to stay with the experience and help it sink into your brain. The problem is a lot of people are having, you know, positive experiences, but they're wasted on their brain because they produce no lasting muscle, in effect, in metaphorically speaking, inside the brain. But what my book's about basically is not wasting these useful experiences you're happen- having, but rather helping them change your brain from the inside out to change your life from the inside out. And you do that by shifting your focus and acknowledging them? You should no. It's well, close. You shift your focus. You acknowledge them. That's just the first step. And okay. I have a little acronym: Heal. H E A L. Have, enrich, absorb, link. Heal. Okay. The mm-hmm. first step is to have it. You know, the brain is like an old school cassette recorder. We got to record the song by playing it. You can't just you know plug the tube into your head like in the Matrix. You've got okay. to feel it. But if you okay. feel it, you get those neurons firing together. So you feel it in your body. You feel loved. You feel included in our example. You feel seen. You stay with it. Just 10 or 20 seconds. It's kind of private. So Maybe someone people... smiles at me or lets me in yep. during traf- a traffic jam, lets yeah. me into the lane to get off, and I go, well, that was really kind and considerate. Mm-hmm. So there it is. And then I sit with that feeling of right. gratitude and feeling like someone gave a crap about right. me and my feelings in that moment. You got it. And a really key part is to, you know, it's okay to have the idea, oh, intellectually I see they let me in, but it's much more powerful to feel it in your body, to sense it in your body, then you get more neurons firing together. And this method is great for children, too, because, as you know, kids are really busy, they're zooming around, and they have different temperaments, and, you know, it's hard for them to kind of, like, soak in the good. So I'll talk with kids about putting a jewel in the treasure chest of the heart or feeling like the good experience is moving into you like the warmth of a cup of cocoa, you know, into your hands on a cold day. Wow. Can I introduce Go ahead, Dr. Janice. Hassett, is, isn't that more, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disputing what your, what your findings yeah. are, but um, that's a body memory thing, too, though. I mean, you're, you're tapping yeah. into body memory, correct? Not yeah, just you're your building brain. on what I'm saying. Yeah, and this is based on thousands of studies on learning, uh, emotional learning, you know, deep mm-hmm. core soul learning, uh, learning how to be stronger, learning how to be happier, learning how to be kinder that kind of learning. But lots of studies show that if you take the extra 10 or 20 seconds to have a very deep, rich experience of this Mm. everyday experience, typically on the 0 to 10 intensity scale, it's like a 1 or a 2. You can do it. You know what I mean? Half a dozen times a day, less than half a minute at a time, you can gradually hardwire happiness into your own brain. You know, people have said to me, and it's it's something that has been a real struggle because I'm always going to go to the squeaky wheel. So mm-hmm. if nothing's broken over here and this is all working, I'm like, great, great, whatever, who cares? Yeah, right. And I'm always going to go to where the problem is or the per- mm-hmm. you know, where's the conflict, who doesn't like me, what's not moving forward, what's broken, yep. and that always becomes the thing that I'm fixating on. And I never, it, 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 the person who opened the door, I'm like, that's great, thanks so much, have a great, okay, bye-bye. You know, yeah, the, right. Like, yeah. it, that's obviously not right then but how should you manage then the person that gives you the finger in traffic 
Because that's uh, what I think we all are focusing <laughs> on. Sure, sure, sure. You know okay. what I'm saying? And that, that's when you're like, son of a... Yeah, and yeah, your whole totally. day gets ruined, man. And then you go to that... like It becomes that historical thing of like everybody's selfish and you, right. you play that old dynamic. How do you get out of that? Well, you're right on. And that's a big chunk of what the book's about. It's about the way that the brain has evolved what scientists call a negativity bias. Right? right. In other words, I put it, it's like Velcro for the bad, but Teflon for the good. Yeah. Just like in your example, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ten people are nice to you in a day, whatever, but that one person gives you the finger, that's, that's the one you so obsess true. about. Yeah, right? that's the one that drives me up the wall. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. never now, that's happy. Great. I'm that's never great happy. Way to, yeah, that's a great way to help animals survive in really tough, horrible conditions. But it's a lousy way to be happy or to live long because those stressful experiences we get when we're irritated at that finger or we feel hurt because someone let us down or mistreated us, that's stressful. Or we're worried about the bills or our child, that's stressful. And that gradually, as you well know, wears away at long-term health and even longevity. So for me, the trick is to realize in a very hard-headed way, not la-di-da, power of positive thinking. In a very hard-headed way, we've got a Stone Age brain, and it's going to take charge of us unless we take charge of it. But if you take charge of it 10 or 20 seconds at a time, half a dozen times a day, not wasting the little jewels that are spread out before you in your life, that you actually take in those positive experiences, you can truly gradually build up strengths inside you for your own well-being. And then, of course, You've got more to offer people you love. Wow. Okay. So now, all right. So you've got to be very conscious. You've got to be very present, then I imagine, to catch the smile, right? Yeah. So it's like. You've got to be there for it. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got to be there for it. And that's the other thing, though. I think so many of us go through life in a very robotic fashion where we're not totally present. You know, our head Mm -hmm. is elsewhere. We're either thinking about what we're going to do 10 pounds from now mm-hmm. or you know we're harping on something that happened uh, a week ago or 10 years ago are there do you have any tips for being a, a little more in the moment so that you you don't miss these things right you know if you were to boil down the whole trip in my book hardwiring happiness it's four words have it enjoy it in other words have that positive experience and especially enjoy it. For me, it's really poignant. I see so many people, I think, frankly, a lot of the women, they're so focused on helping other people and they're <laughs> rushing about that yeah. they have, yeah, they have these opportunities to have positive experiences they've earned, right? They're not mm-hmm. making it up. They actually, you know, <laughs> completed the laundry. They put the kids in bed. They completed the project at work, right? Yeah. They managed the meeting. They, they navigated a tricky conversation with somebody. They got it done. Or they just look out the door, and it's pretty outside. It's nice. Ain't dead yet, right? Yeah, so instead of wasting right. them, you know, why not keep them for yourself? So you're right. You, you know, I've been a therapist a long time. It's made me nicer, but it's made me tougher, right? You've yeah. got to earn it. You've got to do the work. But sure if do. you do the work, in my case, you know, five minutes a day is what I'm really talking about. Half a dozen times, half a minute or less each, you really can gradually fill yourself up, including this is a key use too, if you have any special needs. In other words, if you tend toward anxiety, you know, worry, you can really bring in experiences of, say, strength or safety. I call these antidote experiences. I was just going to say, okay, right, to help you combat For your special needs. Right, exactly. Or maybe you've got a child who is struggling in school and frustrated, disappointed. That child could really benefit from different kinds of experiences of gratitude or gladness or, you know, accomplishing things in other areas. Or maybe you feel hurt 
or you grew up and you weren't, you know, cared for very well, or you were rejected, or you've been recently dumped or something. Well, there, right. you, your antidote experiences, your vitamin C's, I call them. What's, your, what's the soul food? What's the medicine for what ails you? And when you have a sense of that, you can go through life looking for legitimate opportunities to have that kind of vitamin C antidote experience, and then you can take that one in to gradually fill your own hole in the heart. That's that's such a great tip because it, it is true. I, I do often str- I st- struggle with it, and I, I even see my little three-year-old struggling with yeah. it. Lou has it. She's got anxiety. I notice it when she chews her nails or she chews on things you know what i'm yeah. like she chews on a nerf ball and will just like choose her nails choose things and i can tell i'm like buddy what's going on and yeah. she can't really tell me what's going on sometimes she'll tell me like if it's bedtime that she's scared of something or she's afraid of vikings i i, I don't know this is the new <sighs> thing and i what three-year-old is afraid of vikings but yeah. i you know i've now got the dog sleeping in her room because yeah. that's been helping her but it, i'm gonna really try this where i can sort of take these experiences where she feels safe that's right to, and ask her like when do you feel the safest and discuss it and like and then tell her you tell her to like put that feeling in like a treasure box yeah or like be like a sponge kids understand that they're super concrete i've been a child therapist a long time and we have two adult kids at this point <sighs> yeah you want to help it be concrete Obviously, kids don't need their mom to be a shrink. You know, my kids have let me know that a long time ago. You know? But little tiny things. You know, just kind of talking a child through it, depending on the age of the child. You know, with teenagers, this method's I have a whole section on children, in, you know, in my book. With teenagers, what's good, too, to talk about it is that, look, who's in control of your own mind, the man or you? Right, yeah. uh, and they get they don't know they want to be in control of it themselves because they're into autonomy, you know, being self-directed. Of course, so, right. And one thing I do talk about in the book is a little thing you can do, especially with younger children. You know, like three all the way to about ten or twelve. You know, you put them to bed. If you just take a minute, you know, more nights than not, to talk about some good things, whatever they are, and then really help the child to have an experience of them, to move from the idea to the experience. When you say some good things, do you mean like something they did that they did well that day? Or that's true. In other words, mama loves you. Dad Ah. loves you. Fido, the dog loves you. you Got it. Uh, You know, God loves you, if that's meaningful for someone. Got Uh, it. And you scored a goal in soccer, or the kids, and you know, you sat with, you had a friend at lunch, whatever. Uh, Little things. They don't have to be million-dollar moments. This is the bread and butter of everyday life. It's the little things Mm -hmm. that add up over time that make the most difference, right? So you help the child at night, let's say, putting him or her to bed, to just stay with it. You know, like, isn't that nice, sweetie, to feel this good feeling of gratitude or a lot of good things in life? The bad things are true, okay, but the good things are also true. We're not trying to ignore the bad. If anything, we're taking in the good. So we're stronger for dealing with the bad, you know, and by taking in the good, then to go back to what you said in the beginning, you take it with you wherever you go. It's like the portable good that's inside you. And so you're less and less dependent on good events outside you that you don't have very much control over. Uh, it's so true, and so many people do feel that way. Even the contestants that I deal with at The Biggest Loser, they're always looking yeah. for somebody to tell them they're good enough or they're worth it right. or they're this or they're that. And I've said to them, I'm like, I, you know what? If you want to hear it from me, great. You're good enough. You're worth it. But what happens when tomorrow yep. someone else says you're not? 
Yeah. You're like your compass is never dialed in. You're constantly going whichever way the wind blows is, you know, knocking you down, building you up. And this is actually a really great technique. Oh, it is great. And, and maybe it starts with someone like, a, you know, superstar Jillian Michaels says, oh, hey, you are good enough. But that's an opportunity. Right. Are you going to waste it or not? You know, what's the most important minute of your life? It's the next one. Minute after minute after minute, right? right. Are we going to wow. waste what's in this minute? And, or are we going to use it? So Jillian says, hey, you are good enough. Can you, take, can you give yourself the gift? Can you come into a kind of kindness for yourself and a kind right. of intimacy with yourself for 10 seconds in a row, right? Wow. To let it sink in that this powerhouse, Jillian, sees the good in you. What an opportunity. Let it sink in. Okay. Or anybody does. You know what I mean? Et cetera, yes. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then yeah. you do have it inside you because you've woven it into the fabric of your own brain. It's become a keeper that you have with you wherever you go. So you've internalized it very much like yeah. um, my mom often, my mom is a, is a, a psychoanalyst, um, which I don't want to say as well, because it seems you got this whole other thing, a whole oh, other right, layer right. to it. But well, you uh, survived having a therapist. I did. I, I did. <laughs> For my children. I would okay. say, though, that I, I have to tell you that I do think that, that that's actually really helped me so much in my adult life yeah. in a lot of ways. But she talks about being able to internalize the voice of that good parent yeah, and exactly. how you carry that with you. And some people didn't have the good parent to internalize. Right. So, I, you know, and that's what happens with a lot of the people that I'm dealing with. Obviously, you know, they have zero self-worth and self-esteem because there was no good parent there to tell them these things. And I really love this because if somebody didn't give you that, you have the ability. It, it's the how-to of creating that self-worth and that value gradually over time that's attainable and understandable and accessible because, you, oh, just love yourself more. Well, how the heck are you supposed to do that? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's the how-to. That's what interests me. I'm, I'm a methods guy. I'm down in the trenches. How to yeah. help things get better for real. And you're right. Even if you didn't have that kind of you know love or care in your upbringing, you have today many, many opportunities if you get on your own side. That's yes. the most important thing. you got to get, you gotta on, your get on your own side. Yeah, but if you are, you have these little opportunities to really, you know, help it sink in. And one good way to use this, I should add as well, is to motivate yourself. You know, there's a saying, you may have heard it in therapy, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> Only one, one, but the light bulb has to want to change, exactly. right? It's like how many trainers does it take to, you know, change a client? Without only one, but the tr- client has to want to change. Yeah, anyway, that's right. Yeah, right. so if you want to so help yourself want to change, a really powerful way to use this whole H-E-A-L method, you know, taking in the good, is when you have a success in working out or just in life in general, you know, mm. you, you haven't had that third cookie, you stopped it too, or whatever. Right, when right. You have, or, you, you know, you didn't interrupt your spouse, as I've learned painfully, don't interrupt your spouse, <laughs> your spouse <is laughs> reading you the right act. Anyway, oh when gosh. you learn something good and it goes well, take it in. Take the extra 10, 20 seconds to register. Hey, success. And that will gradually incline your brain more and more to head in that direction naturally. So instead of having to grit your teeth, white knuckle your way through life, you can also use this for different kinds of recovery. You'll be naturally more motivated because you will have internalized again and again the reward, the sense of goodness, the reward from doing the right thing, taking the higher road. And it also seems like it becomes a tangible reality that you can believe in. 
You know, not something that, oh, right, well, I've never been successful or totally I've never right. been loved, so how am I supposed to believe that's possible? You're gradually planting these little seeds and proving to yourself that there is a reality that does exist where you are loved and you are successful, allowing people, as you've just said, where success will beget success. Oh, that's totally right. It becomes felt. That's right. Most positive thinking is wasted on the brain. And i got to be... Um, be humble here. I've been a therapist a long time. Probably most of my therapy was wasted on my clients until I realized that it really didn't matter what I said. What mattered was what they experienced. What they, yeah. And then even further, it mattered what they let sink in. Right. right? If we don't have it sink in, it's wasted on the brain. Dr. Hansen, you are just awesome. Hardwiring happiness, where is it available? It's available everywhere, hardwiring happiness. And if they're interested in my website, rickhansen.son.net, I also have a lot of freely offered resources of various kinds that people can get. Thank you so much. You're just fantastic. I'm, I'm going to start the ah, book immediately. You are too, by if the I can way. get it it's away from Janice. Who's <laughs> like, oh, that is fantastic. I outlined it for you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Did you now? Yeah, I highlighted everything for you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Give it you, to me, you, Janice. Thank you. thank you, Dr. Hansen. Have a great day. Great. You too. Okay. I really love that. I love I love all of these sort of very practical, accessible advice. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not a panacea. But, you know, the things he's talking about, they, they do make a huge difference. I've never described them like that, but like when a contestant runs a mile, you know, it's like, see... You did it! Look, you can do that! You know, really trying to get them to acknowledge it. Yeah, to take and to 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 watch them take that moment. Because yeah. you're right. We just go, yeah, thanks. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> or if we if we don't see it at all, if we don't see it at all, I, you, you know, don't you're see it at all. Right. Sometimes. No, you're right. So I cool. love it. Give me the book. tell you how many of our listeners have these great stories of things they've overcome or things they've gone through Mm. and I always think to myself that they should start a blog and just share share with with the world and I know a lot of people find inspiration from blogs because it's no nonsense it's like somebody out in the world who's going through everything you're going through and it really allows people to connect and find inspiration so every single time I encourage you guys to start a blog or even keep, you know, an online journal. Just so you know, Janice is going to start a blog for our future upcoming tour. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. So we're definitely going to use Hover to do it. Are you ready to hear about this, Janice? Yes. Are you? Mm-hmm. All right. Hover.com is the place to get started. Only place to go for domains. It is the easiest and quickest way to create, buy, and manage your domain name. You can do it in five minutes. There's no upsells at checkout, no runaround, best customer service in the industry, a no-hold-on-the-phone policy. You will only talk to humans. Plus, (laughs) they've got the .NET option, which opens up a ton of domain names that might not otherwise be available. It's easy to remember, and you've got a whole suite of Google apps that you can use on your site. So Gmail, Calendar, Drive, Docs, the whole shebang. For our listeners, they're offering 10% off a new domain name of your choice. Okay. So Janice, go get your blog ready. I will. Yeah. Go to hover.com slash Jillian Michaels and you can get started today, Jay. 
All right, we're back. And uh, Kara, where are you from? Arizona. Kara from Arizona wants to talk to you. Well, okay. Kara, what's going on, bud? Hi. Hi. Um, I think I need love doctor help. Oh. Uh, hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, no. I need to get resituated here. Is the love here. doctor here today? Is she oh, here? no. Oh, no. The doctor is in. Oh, okay. Yes. The just doctor's just... always in. She just doesn't always have her um, <laughs> outfit on. Just, hold on. Hey, just a second. Yes. How can I help, Kara? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had, uh, like, my first big love, first big heartbreak thing happen. And, um... Mm. So it was one of those, like, it was over a year, and we knew each other's families, and it was this whole big, I was really close with his family and all this stuff, and it was kind of abrupt, and I wasn't prepared for it. Mm, okay. So it took a while to get over. It's been seven months, and I don't honestly know that I am. I lost 20 pounds in, like, three weeks. It was that type of thing. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So then I'm newly dating somebody for about two months now. Okay. And I can't figure out if I'm doing the thing where I like am. I'm, I'm trying to find like any similarity in the progression of the other relationship versus this one to see if the same thing's going to happen. And okay. so things are driving me crazy, but I can't figure out if I'm being that naive girl, letting it happen again, and I'm repeating a pattern, or if I'm okay, or if I'm comparing too much when this guy hasn't hurt me yet, the other guy did. Okay, can you give me an example of the similarities? Okay, like, this is going to sound small, but um, a big thing with the last one is I noticed it start kind of declining when he would, um, he'd normally text me at least every day, keep in touch, all, you know, mm -hmm. most days and everything, and then he started slowly, like, missing dates and making excuses it was constantly i left my phone in the car i left my phone at work i left my phone here i'm sick i didn't hear it i it wasn't working it didn't send the messages it was all that kind of stuff okay and i think looking back i was being really naive just believing all of it that's and the then, old guy the guy that the guy yes. that hurt you gotcha so now if this new one doesn't text me in like a day when he normally would i start to be like oh here it is you know um, and i start to just stress yeah. in my head and want to tell him things and like it's too early to be okay nagging on things because i also don't want to do that thing you talk about where i manifest create it. the thing I'm yes. yes all right um okay which you would by the way if you, okay so so that isn't that's not a pattern buddy if if he forgets to call one day that is just he forgot to call one day a mm -hmm. pattern is, um, you know, you are dating this guy and extremely considerate of him, um, and he's never considerate of you. Like he doesn't, he doesn't ask you how your day is. He doesn't ask you how you're feeling. He doesn't ask you what's going on. Then you date another guy who doesn't ask you how your day is. Who doesn't ask you how you're feeling. Who doesn't ask you what's going on. Who's also a narcissistic personality. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, a pattern is uh, you are dating um, a guy who uh, is out of work and dropped out of college and is declared bankruptcy and you think you can save him. Then you meet another guy who uh, is totally broke and, and, you know, hit rock bottom and you think you can save him. That's a pattern. Okay. If somebody forgets to call you, all human beings do that. <laughs> do you see the difference? 
Yes, I just didn't know if it was going to turn into that. Well, it, but here's the thing. By you going, oh, my God, it's going to turn into that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start getting, like, paranoid and, and you know, freaked out, and then you're going to be like, where are you? Why didn't you call? And then that person's going to sort of start pulling away, and then you're going to, where are you? And then the whole thing, that is how we manifest that. That's how those kinds of things do become a foregone conclusion. So you're you're living in anticipation of... And yes, in doing so, so you, you right okay. But in doing so, you will manifest that reality because your thoughts are things. Thoughts create behaviors. Behaviors create outcomes. Do you understand? So yeah. So this is kind of upsetting me because, like, how I don't understand how to not stress about it. I haven't actually verbalized it to him, but now I just think. I'm going to ruin every no, one no. because that one guy, like, ruined me. Sweetheart, listen to me. Okay, so right now, the the point is, instead of living in you know, three months, four months, five, five years, ten years, in the future, right, and trying to anticipate something that hasn't yet happened, we'll only create yeah. that outcome. You need to be in the moment. So if that person... Uh, turns around and does something, actually does something real, is inconsiderate, is hurtful, is deceitful, and you have proof, well, then you can be like, oh, okay, okay. you know, I guess now I know, and what a shame. But I got to tell you, first of all, you're already in it. So, mm -hmm. you know, okay, uh, another example. This is different, but sort of the same. My little sister... Real smart kid. Always wanted to go to Yale. Um, yeah. Guess where she did not apply to college? Yale. <laughs> Yale. Um, mind you, she went to Sarah Lawrence and is now doing a semester abroad at Oxford. But when I found out after hearing for four years that all this kid wanted to do was go to Yale, I, I was like, did you, what happened? Did you not get accepted to Yale? And she's like, I didn't apply. And I was like, I, what? Why didn't you apply? And she, she was afraid she wasn't going to get in. And be humiliated. And I was like, well, good job. Congratulations. Now you didn't get into Yale. Bravo, Lauren. And uh, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? So my, my point is, sweetie, like, you, you're kind of in it. So if it ends, it's going to end. And there's no way to avoid getting hurt at this point. Yeah, so see, that's what I, uh, do you know what I'm what saying? So, so go for the ride. You're on yeah. the ride. You're on the coaster. You may as well embrace it and be in the moment and enjoy it instead of fast-forwarding to a reality that doesn't even exist and creating it. You're not going to avoid, okay, I caught you. You're a liar. Are you any <laughs> less hurt if you preempted this person being a bad person than I finding out? You, no, I, girl. No, you're not. You're I feel not. like I wasn't prepared before, and I can't do that again. So It's not going to matter. I yeah. my some my mom is going through this thing with her cat, okay? Mm -hmm. And my mom's <laughs> big animal person. Um, no, cats, I get it. You know <laughs> this whole thing, and my mom's like keeps trying to prepare herself for when the cat's gonna die. And you know, there's always something with the cat. And I was like, mom, which is hilarious because she's you know very, very uh, evolved. Uh, you know, lives a very evaluated and examined conscious life. And I was like, Mom, I don't understand what you think you're going to prepare for. You think you're going to, like, gear up and brace yourself for when the cat dies? You're going to be wrecked. You're, mm -hmm. She's either going to, she's going to, no matter what, when she dies, you'll be wrecked. 
So just enjoy the time you have with the cat. Yeah. And, true. you know, sweetie, okay, so here's the thing. It's going to come to an end now. It's going to come to an end later. It is as if it comes to an end. You're going to be wrecked. So enjoy mm-hmm. the ride and don't manifest it. If in the next moment, if you've got something real where you've been disrespected or hurt or lied to or deceived, you can deal with it accordingly. Mm-hmm. But right now, honey, you don't have any of that. Enjoy it. Sometimes people forget their phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just It just threw me right back to that place. And-, and, and you were able to go, okay, is this historical? You didn't respond impulsively. You took a beat. You paused. You thought it through. You asked yourself what it was triggering, which was really good. Get mm-hmm. a sounding board before you react. <laughs> That's why I, I emailed you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad that you did. Um, but it, uh, another friend, too, as well, that you can talk to in the moment, you know, if something like this happens. So you can yeah. you can process it. Because, the, you know, if you, if you think that will happen, your behavior will create it. Mm-hmm. Wait mm-hmm. for it to actually occur, and then you can respond accordingly. And you won't be a fool. I think a lot of us yeah. feel like we've been duped or suckered or fooled. Yeah. Yeah, but honey, honestly, so what? That just makes him an a-hole. Yeah. And you just sweet. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. So well, that's nice to hear. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing you're going to lose that isn't already lost if it's to be lost. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. So enjoy the relationship because that is the one thing that you will lose. The goodness in it. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Just just breathe, kid. Okay. Just be real literal. Be very in the present moment. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. All Thanks, right, Kara. That's hard. That's really hard. Mm. I've been there before. Oh, t- oh man, I've been there. Before. I just, I had a physical reaction to that because that feel those feelings. But you know, the guy just forgot his phone. Stuff happens. I know. But People just get busy. Did he though? Yes, he did. He did. Come on, he didn't. He was not doing it all the time. She said, That's "If true. a day happens where he misses a call, he hasn't been consistently inconsiderate." One little thing will happen that will be something the other guy did, and, and she was going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. That's true. You can't, you know, paint it. You know, it's funny. It's the difference between, you know, you're talking about Dr. Hansen and the difference between, you know, happiness and pain. Pain sears, so it just leaves such. Mm. If only happiness could leave those kind of happy scars, but it doesn't. I know. Pain just. No, I know it doesn't, because I think we always try to avoid getting hurt again instead of understanding that it's inevitable Mm. you know Heidi and I have been seeing this parenting expert right and God knows I am the farthest thing from a good parent but oh Jillian stop you're a a great parent parent, a parent who knows what to do a parenting expert I'm none of those things and she's got a real hard time when Phoenix cries she cannot tolerate to see him cry and it doesn't bother me. And she's like, what's wrong with you? How can it not bother you? I'm like, it bothers me if he's hurt, if he fell down hard or he hit his head or he got scared by something scary. Sure, yes, then I'm, I'm going to be bothered. But, like, if he's just grumpy and he's crying or, like, you took something away from him that he shouldn't have and he's crying or it's bedtime and he doesn't want to go to bed and he's crying, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, we love him. 
He's safe. He's fed. He's healthy. He's cared for. Like, people cry. It's life. Yeah. Things don't go your way. She can't stand to see him cry. And I was like, babe, you got to get over this because you're not going to be able to protect him. Protect him from the inevitability of life. He's going to be frustrated. Things are not going to go his way. He's going to be disappointed. He's going to fail. He's going to be hurt. All these things are going to happen. So you better get okay with it because he's going to be afraid to feel these things around you because you can't tolerate it. So he's going to hold it in. Yeah. And I was like, and in addition, it's really, you know, I wonder if the message isn't almost like, ah, like you shouldn't feel these things. That's an inevitability of life. Inevitability of life, pain. So then it becomes like, how do we learn from the pain? How do we grow from the pain? How do we become wiser from the pain? Act in avoidance of pain and you will only manifest pain. Ooh, wow, that's that's a penetrating statement, isn't it? It's the How truth, true. though. You're afraid of getting hurt in a relationship. So what happens? You don't get in a relationship. And then you live with the pain of being alone and feeling unfulfilled. That's inevitable. You, you know, you're afraid of suffering a professional failure, so you never take the risk and you never end up doing what you love, which is your ultimate professional failure, and that's painful. And then you live with regret. Act in avoidance of pain, you will have nothing but pain. It's oh, deep. Heavy. I oh, know. I'm deep. Mm-hmm. Still waters. <laughs> <laughs> you... You are so, oh my God, Jillian Michaels, <laughs> Jillian Santa Maria Angelique Michaels. You are the last person I would think of who is still waters. Oh my God, still waters, still waters, still waters. Jillian, your life is like there. It's just like it's uh, curves and, and deep, deep. leaps and. Uh, Man, that was pretty funny. I know. Still waters. Mm. Okay. Well, you you keep that dream alive, okay? I will do. (laughs) We'll see you next week. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleisinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me 
takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. <laughs> <laughs>